welcome to episode 32 of Opposites React. I am Tyler, and I'm here with Sarah, of course. Hey, yo. <laughs> so, uh, we... I was going to say we have a special show today, but I think next week's might be a little more special. Today, though, I am going to talk about a very special movie. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody but that, knows what that is. Yeah, well, if you listen to the podcast last week, they'd know. Um, but yes, so I am going to be talking about the new Christopher Nolan film, Tenet, today. Uh, no spoilers, so I'll, I'll preface that at least three different times before I get into it, but there will be no spoilers on this one because I know that for anybody in the United States, the movie is just coming out tomorrow, actually, September the 2nd. Um, we are actually recording this podcast a day earlier than, earlier than usual. Uh, I'm not sure if Sarah's going to put it up earlier or if she's just going to... Nope, okay. going to go Wednesday. The usual time, but anyways, we are recording a day earlier than usual just because we have other plans tomorrow. I won't be available, but... Anyways, I like I said, I saw Tenet last week, last Wednesday night. It was available here in Canada on the uh, 26th, I think it was. Yeah, 26th was a Wednesday night. And I'll, I'll get into that later, but yes, there will be much of that tonight, although without spoilers, so maybe I won't be as long as I think it will be. <laughs> but in any case, what have you been up to last week, Sarah? Um, nothing. Fall Guys. <laughs> yes, much more Fall Guys. Any more wins in Fall Guys for you? Yeah. Two very angry losses. Mm. What's your least favorite final round game Royal, to play? Royal Fumble yeah. by landslide. What's your favorite one to play? Fall Mountain. It's the only one I win at. Mm-hmm. Though I, I come close every time and jump showdown. Mm-hmm. Like last night where I was with somebody. Last two left. And he held on to me. Mm. And it hit both of us off the thing. But you landed and first. And I landed first. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I shut off the game. <laughs> He's got to walk away from those I ones. I shut off the game. Yeah. And then there was an Animal Crossing update today. Yeah, that fall. That was supposed to have pine yeah. cones and acorns coming out of the trees. Supposed to? I didn't have any. I shook every tree. I got three beehives and did lots the, of coins. The uh, leaves Bells. turning like... Uh, nope. Leaves aren't changing color yet either? Nope. Oh. I don't know if I had to manually do the update i was gonna say because yeah i saw i definitely saw something on my twitter feed today about there being a fall update today and screenshot showed a picture of like an orange and brown tree and yeah i got nothing talking about new diy recipes and i got the diy recipe okay but i got no acorns or pine cones to make it Hmm. so i don't know what i did wrong but i i had to uproot flowers to get to the trees to make sure (laughs) they dropped in like dirt oh yes yes and uh all I got were beehives and I got bee stung too many times. I had to go back to my home and yeah, no, nothing's going, nothing's huh. going right for me. Interesting. Any other gaming news in the past week? Nothing. Yeah, the Gamescom happened, but uh, I don't think there was much out of there for us in particular. Nothing's coming out this week except for Avengers. Right. Um, and Mulan, I guess, if you count that on movies. But other than that, uh, not too much. Um, I know we didn't uh, get around to watching a Ghibli film this past week. Porco Rosso? We're, we're, we're supposed to watch Porco Rosso. We still we probably will watch it this upcoming weekend so we can talk about it next week. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I didn't want to go into Tenet this early, but I don't think we really have that much else to talk about right now. No, I, I mean, do. I, I don't really have any MLB or Apex updates. Nothing special. You uh, didn't fit, fulfill your other goals. I know. I failed the other I don't even schools. think you put that for once. I, Probably I should probably look, I should probably look, I should probably like the last trophy I got in the game and it's probably like yeah it's probably like July twenty fourth or something like that so. oh man <laughs> I I you know I thought you know what I thought about the other day I was thinking to myself obviously as everybody knows since I won't shut up about them I love MLB the Show and Apex Legends right do you but I do but do you <laughs> I don't know like the last 
last few times I've played those games, I've like okay, I don't know. Like I've always thought playing games to relax or to get absorbed into a game, like a story or something. I don't like playing like super stressful games all the time because I want to use gaming as like a relaxing <laughs> thing for me to unwind. <laughs> I already know. Yeah, I know why you're already laughing at me, but. Because, yeah, like, the last few times I've been playing Apex and MLB, I've gotten very angry, and I'm thinking to myself, like, why am I playing games that make me angry all the time? And I think it's because I'm playing these games to just, like, check off items on a list. Like, recently, the like, for MLB, for example, the new eighth inning program starts this Friday. Friday, no, Thursday? I think it's the third. Thursday, I think, is when the next program starts. So, luckily, over the over the weekend, I was able to finish the seventh inning showdown finally, so I got enough program stars to hit my 300 threshold so I could get the you know, the, the 99 legend for that program and I could sort of like move on. So I was happy I got that done. I even had to play some online games over the weekend to make me angry, but I got those missions done too. But I think to myself like, okay, I did this. So what? And now I'm going to do it again the next inning and the one after that. And I'm just like, I do love playing that game, like, but I love playing the offline stuff much more. I find when I play online, I just get annoyed at people and I, I get it. I don't get annoyed at losing to people that are better than me. I can accept that. I get annoyed when I play people that are just um, obviously trolling because they know they're going to make the other person angry and it's going to either throw them off their game or they're just going to you know, start playing differently because they're just frustrated and I get to tell some people online win they like to troll they like to use cheese tactics and stuff like that it's fine and it's part of online gaming right but it just gets to me and it, it shouldn't so I, I'm trying to get away from that mentality but even with Apex Legends too like I, I just feel like a game you're, you're just so much at the mercy of the RNG whether it's just getting bad loot three games in a row or just dropping somewhere and like you're the, the, the ping on the server is off and someone else is like teleporting around everywhere and you don't understand chance or I don't know it's just like like, like I said I, I definitely like I don't know what it is this season like I, I, it's probably something that I'm doing wrong mentally but I have like the lowest win percentage so far this season in Apex and any other season I've played and I usually do start off slow and get better but this one feels like it's a really bad start to the season I just I feel like I need to get my head around it or something so maybe i think maybe i do need to take a couple of days off and play less last of us or something and i don't know i don't know like i mean you when you when, when i say you for the viewers i'm pointing point, or <laughs> listeners i should say i'm pointing at sarah here but when sarah gets angry at games it's very short and very fleeting it's usually just it's either from fall guys or um rock band rock band like, I'll just hear her... Sometimes I'll hear one little swear word come out. Um, or, or I'll just, or, like, do, like, a scream, and then I'll be yeah, done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For her. For, for, the problem for me is when I get angry, it, it just... It, it persists and persists until I usually have to just stop and get off a game for a few minutes or switch gears and do something else. Because like, once I get angry at a game, I just I fall down that rabbit hole of just more and more anger. And, and obviously, it affects my play to the point where why do I even bother? Because I'm obviously not playing well, not enjoying what I'm doing. So... We're checking things off that list. <sighs> Yeah, like literally, sometimes I'll just I'll go on Apex and I'll get angry. I'm like, I'm gonna get these dailies done. I'm gonna log off, and that's enough. That's enough for this tonight. Um, so, but yeah. Um, anyways, that's my little gaming rant there. Uh, I don't know. I just like. I didn't always used to be that way when it came to. I would always get angry at games, especially if I like if I was gonna. I was never a guy that liked to chase like hard trophies and achievements. Because I would always get so angry at those two, and I'd like just watch, just so I can check it off a list, and like, woo, you know, I got another gold trophy, or I got a, a rare achievement. Yeah, but what's different with those is people can see those, but nobody sees the dailies you do. Right. <laughs> so you're really doing it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you're getting angry at it, so. <sighs> yes. So, I will try to be better. Mm-hmm. Sarah will hold me to that. No. 
No. I kept poking you to play The Last of Us, and you never did, so. It's true. How's uh, Assassin's Creed 2? Good. <laughs> it's good. It's a good game. I'll let you know when I get back to it. <laughs> I have Marvel Avengers pre-ordered for you. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, should I just get into the, the main event here? So, I'm just going to set the table here. So I go. So, I go to the movies last Wednesday night. 10:30 p.m. showing. <laughs> I, you know, and again, it's 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 a momentous occasion. I it's the first time going back to a theater since I want to say February or March. I was gonna say Sonic was probably the last movie. So. When Sonic when Sonic came out though, was February it? 14th. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say into February is probably when I saw it. So let's just say I haven't been back to a theater in almost six months. Um, which for me, for me is a long time. I mean, I might go a couple months, some years, because it's just slow slow summer or you know. But like I, for me to go this long to see a movie in the theaters was 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 crazy. Um, so, you know, walk in, obviously everybody's wearing masks. Everything's all, there's like nobody in the theater cause you can only have so many people per viewing, right? At least that's how the rules are up here in Canada. But, uh, so anyways, I get into the theater. I mean, it's all assigned seating that hasn't really changed from what it used to be before COVID, but now it's the seating is even more spaced out than usual. Right. So I, I get into the, go into the theater, uh, find my seat. Obviously there's maybe, I don't know. I, I got there a few minutes before the, the movie starting it. They're super early, but I see there's probably maybe 20 people in the theater. And there's nobody sitting really within like 10 feet of you. So a couple more people showed up like during the trailers and stuff. I'd say overall, it couldn't be more than 30 people in the theater. Um, but I tell you, and as good as the movie was, and I'll get into that in a second without spoilers, mind you, but as good as the movie was, there's just something about that experience. I'm just something I love about just being, and I, I'm one of those people that some people might think is a weirdo because I go to movies by myself. With certain extent, like, yes, like I, I would agree that it might, even I think it'd be kind of weird to go to like a comedy by yourself. Even though you're laughing with the audience, I feel like you go to a comedy with a friend or a family member or something. Was anybody else in the theater single or everybody else? In I think there was one other guy near the front, like an older guy who was by himself. But for the most part, it was couples and or a group of like. Because you can only have pairs, right? You can only, you can only sit in. So yeah, there's like a group of six that came in, but they had to sit like two seats right. per like row, basically. Um, but so anyways, yeah, I, I don't know. I personally, I love going to the movies by myself. And it's not that I don't enjoy having company with me. Like, I, like I'll go to the movies with my mom or with friends sometimes from work. Uh, you know, I take Sarah to the movie occasionally. Usually it's just from, like, you know, animated or like very select movies that you'll go see, right? Um, mean they, Girls too. Right, <laughs> if that ever happens. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just something about a movie theater, man. It, the movie experience is magical. I love it. And so, anyways, for this movie especially. So I went to see it at, um, I don't know if they have this terminology in, like, other theaters in the world but the theater i went to in in, in niagara falls canada here um i mean it's a cineplex is the the chain of the theater but the specific theater type they use for this movie is called avx that's not sure what it stands for it's not imax like that's obviously there there are imax showings of this film and the closest one to us i think was about an hour away from me but i saw something called avx which is basically just a nicer it's a slightly bigger screen much better sound than like a regular theater but it's not obviously on par with like an imax showing but anyway, so I went to see it in AVX, um, and because uh, again, I I know for like anybody who's seen the last few, and going all the way back to like The Dark Knight Rises, Nolan's last four films pretty much have all been um, very loud. Uh, something to do with the way like sound mixing, the way he uses the score and, and the and the uh, his sound effects in the films is very loud. So I know like an AVX showing would be amazing. Um, oh yeah, wasn't Dunkirk rated like one of the most. Oh, was, yeah, one of the ever. loudest movies ever. Yeah, and this one is no different. This one, this is, I had the I had the phrase. So what was I gonna say? This is like an assault on all senses. Okay. Right. Um. 
the sound. I got me mind you, I'm sitting in the middle of the theater, like almost almost mid center, like right in the middle of the screen, right. But for the opening, like five or ten minutes of this movie, the opening prologue, which is amazing, is so loud. <laughs> when the when the shooting kicks in, when the score kicks in, my the whole row is rumbling, mm. and it's like. You know, I'll get into the sound mixing in a second because that is a common complaint for the most recent Nolan films, and I understand it. But I'll just say that uh, for this whole film, um, yeah, it was an intense experience with very few, uh, like, moments of quiet, let's say. Like, you know, even in dramatic scenes where two characters are just talking or walking and, and doing some expository dialogue, like, the music is always, the score is always there, or something's always just propelling this momentum forward in the movie right like it was it was it was, it was kind of draining like it was a two and a half hour movie when i got out i, I loved it obviously I got, I got, by the time i get out it's like 1 a.m and i'm like okay i gotta go home and go to bed so i can go to work the next day because it's a wednesday night but uh man it was it was an intense movie and i'll just say it um off the top of my head it is probably on on one viewing mind i've only seen it once on one viewing i'd say it's probably my second or third favorite nolan film um the only reason why it wouldn't be my favorite it's not that the film is bad. It's because there's so much to dig into in this film. So many uh, uh, different ideas and concepts they throw at you that I really do need to see it more than once to fully get it. Like when I got home that night, and I think, like I said, like I said, got out of the theater around 1 a.m. By the time I probably drove home, got into bed, it was probably cl- almost close to 2 a.m. And I'm just sitting there at 2 a.m. Knowing I have to get up in like six hours to go to work. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Reddit. I'm reading online with all these spoilers and theories. I'm like, oh man, I didn't even know that. I didn't, I didn't see that. I got to watch that next time I see the movie. And I'm just like, I love dissecting stuff like that. Nolan's films, not so much Dunkirk and Interstellar, but especially like um, uh, Inception and The Prestige and Memento, those kind of films, you definitely want to watch them like a second time right away. Just to, just to understand things you didn't really get the first time or to, to pick up on things that that were just subtly thrown at you like a, a little flashback or a little hint at something that you can pick up the next time, right? Um, yeah, the film is, again, just going to preface before I go into any side of details here. There's no spoilers here at all. I'm not really dropping any anything that you wouldn't have seen in a trailer or or any other materials you might have read behind the scenes stuff before the movie came out. But So the movie is it's, a, it's essentially Christopher Nolan doing his take on a James Bond film, right? It's a spy thriller. You have your typical, like, main character gets recruited into an organization uh, to basically, you know, track down a bad guy who wants to, like, I'm not going to say take over the world, but there's some kind of, like, world domination aspect going on here. Um, so, yeah, he basically has to, like, infiltrate this bad guy, try and, like, learn about his pl- his plan or his, uh, you know, that's what I'm looking for, his uh, scheme to, to basically for world control, world domination. So, um the acting in the film was all spectacular. The main lead is uh, a, fair, a newer actor, uh, John David Washington. He's actually Denzel Washington's son. Um, he uh, he's in his mid thirties, I think. And he uh, his big breakthrough role a couple years ago. He did. He was in a Spike Lee film called uh, Black Klansman. It was about a. I think it was based on a true story of a cop who sort of like infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan back in the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the whole movie. I've seen bits and pieces of it on YouTube. I haven't seen the whole movie. I really want to. It sounds great. And I know he was great in it. I think he was nominated for, probably not an Academy Award, but he was nominated for some other awards, the the main character there. But uh, so anyways, um, yeah, so he's Nolan's lead in this one. He doesn't, even, like, he doesn't even have a name in this film. He has no character name. They just call him the protagonist. And there's a reason for that. I'm not going to get into spoilers why, but he doesn't have a real name. Most of the characters in the film have a name except for him. He's just called the protagonist. So... Um, so anybody who's seen Inception 
a lot of people have compared Tenet as being almost like a cousin of Inception. You know what I mean? It's not, there's no direct links to the film, but there's definitely certain concepts. Like the way Nolan plays with time and Inception, you can see where he took some of those ideas and applied them into this film in a different way. There's no like dream sharing in this one. There's no, you know... Diving deeper levels. Right, we're not doing any of that stuff. But Nolan definitely does, with, going back to Interstellar and Dunkirk, and, and even Inception, like I said, he, he is playing with the concept of time in all of his movies in different ways. In this one, he's using uh, a term called inversion. Um, that's not something he made up. It is a scientific term, but the way he used it in the film, I'm not going to say that it, he's entirely accurately, scientifically accurate here. He's probably obviously playing with some sort of sci-fi ideas here. But the idea of inversion at play is that you can um, manipulate objects from, from the past and the future, right? Um, for example, this, this is all shown in the trailers too, by the way, so there's much of a spoiler here, but the, um, isn't much of a spoiler for spoiler free. Well, I know, but we're talking about something that happens 15 minutes into the film here. So the main character, literally he goes to meet like a scientist in a lab and she puts like two bullets on the table and she says, one of these bullets is inverted and one isn't inverted, meaning that the bullet came from the future into the past. So it's almost moving backwards in time. They, they allude to this a few times in the film that an inverted bullet is much more deadly than a regular bullet. Although, and people do get shot in this film when they're inverted bullets, but they don't really go too deep into what that means. Like, apparently, it's almost like no matter where you get shot with an inverted bullet, it would be, it'd be, it'd be deadly because, I guess, of the way the bullet is traveling through your body or something that does to your body. No one doesn't go too deep into that. It's more of a, I'm just going to throw this concept at you and you think about it and, you know. Get back at me. <laughs> exactly. Get back at me. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, so, I would say, honestly, like, again, if anybody's seen the trailer... Um, there's not a ton of the time travel sci-fi stuff in this film. It really does start out as a traditional spy thriller for the first like hour, I'd say. Um, it's where well, the second half is when it really starts getting nuts. And that's when my brain was starting to melt when I was just like, <laughs> okay, cause you know what? Cause Nolan, honestly like this for already being a two and a half hour movie, this easily could have been a three or even probably three and a half hour movie. And I wouldn't have minded because all the concepts he throws at you in the last hour and a half of the film, there's just not enough time for a lot of them to breathe. And, um, and I know it's because he obviously wants to keep the plot moving. He doesn't want to just sit there and talk to you for 10 minutes about what's going on. Cause then your brain will just start, you know, dozing off and you'll be like, okay, like, cause again, and this is where the sound mix and stuff comes into play. People have complained on almost any review or I've read or seen video reviews online. Everybody's complained about the sound mixing in this film, because again, the score is so overpowering in some scenes, especially when there's scenes with just dialogue where you can't understand anything that's going on. Like this is definitely a film that I'm going to want to watch at home on 4k with subtitles on. So I'll, I guarantee you, I'll catch like twenty percent more dialogue than I heard in the theater. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no one in the theater that's disrupting me. It's not like I'm annoyed by any uh, theater goers, or it's not that I'm not paying attention. I'm, I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat trying to listen to the dialogue. I'm like, okay, like probably the worst scene in the film for dialogue, and everybody's pretty much alluded to this online. There's a scene, maybe I don't know, hour or so into the film, where the main character and the main villain are on a boat, and there's a couple, there's some dialogue going on for a couple minutes. Like they're on, but they're on like a not a sailboat, but like, what do you call those like really fast moving boats? Like the ones that you race, like the ones like that... a speedboat. No, I'm not talking about a boat with a motor. I'm talking about one that has a sail, but it's like you use, um, okay. but not a traditional sailboat. It's like a high, you know, like the ones they would use in like for, to set speed records, yeah. like, uh, people travel across the sea. Anyways. So like they're traveling along the water and they're having this, this, this discussion, which I think is a pretty important discussion is going on at this point <laughs> in the film too. You can't hear anything that's going on. <laughs> And I'm just like, okay, so um, I guess Nolan just didn't want us to know what happened there. So, because again, I don't think it was, the, it wasn't, it wasn't the theater's fault. Some people tried to blame the theater for having bad sound mixes, but I really don't think that's the case. I think, I think no matter what theater you see this in, it's almost impossible to catch some of the dialogue. Like, has it been seen in IMAX and people say yes, the same people thing? Yes, people say the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
Um, uh, to, to mention to mention the score, when I keep saying the score is overbearing, though, I don't want to give the impression that the score wasn't amazing because it is. Now, I went into this film thinking it was probably going to be Hans Zimmer because Hans Zimmer just does every Nolan film, <laughs> pretty much going back to like Batman Begins. But uh, but I guess Zimmer was busy for this one. He was busy filming the new Dune movie with with uh, Denis Villeneuve, and uh, so they actually got Nolan actually got um, I'm probably going to pronounce the name wrong uh, Ludwig Göransson. I don't know if it's Ludwig or Ludwig, but he he's a great composer too, and he's most famous more, most recently. Sorry, most recently he was known for doing the main score for the Mandalorian series nice. on Disney Plus, which was a great score. And honestly, like Göransson in this film, he. Um, he definitely, it feels like Hans Zimmer. I'm not trying to say that he's just ripping off Hans Zimmer doing what Hans would do, but I'm just saying that, like, vibes. yeah, the same vibes. But a lot more, like, I, I let you listen to some of the soundtrack the other day on YouTube. It's a lot more synth, synth I feel Mass based. Effect vibes right. from it. Right, yeah. You definitely get the sci-fi vibes yeah. out of it, right? Like, it's different than Inception, where you just had, like, the, yes, the, bomb. the bombs, <laughs> as you like to call it. But, yeah, there wasn't a lot of that in this film. There was enough unique score in this one mm-hmm. that I thought it really fit the, the theme of the film. Um but, I'm sure he was just working off of what Nolan wanted. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Nolan's involved in like every aspect mm-hmm. of it, like whether it's the score, the editing, the like. Nolan's Nolan's a guy that he doesn't usually use a lot of like second unit directors, like a lot of uh, directors do. Like he, Nolan wants to film everything himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's in every aspect of these films, right? The the the, 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 His wife the, the screen, too? yeah. His, his, he like Nolan does the screenplays himself for the most part if he's not working with his brother which he hasn't for the last couple of films mm-hmm. Nolan did the screenplay by himself he, like I say he's, he's in the editing room with his wife he's probably working with the composer every day you know you know the, the storyboarding everything right so um, he has touched everything yes fingers and all the pies is that the thing that they say yeah I think that's <laughs> saying yeah so anyways like I said I'm not getting into spoilers here I know I've, I've prefaced that a few times already but I'll just say um, when the action does kick off in this film honestly in my opinion there's nothing like it and when I say that like I say this as my one of my favorite films last year is Mission Impossible Fallout right yes. I love Mission Impossible Fallout <laughs> that movie has some of the best action I've ever seen in a film because again most of it is practical mm-hmm. right not a lot of CGI if any I don't think Tom would like you right same goes for this film right um hardly any cgi the the film is is all pretty much practical effects and it's just again i'm not getting into spoilers here but i'll just say if you haven't seen the trailer already just go watch the trailer and you have an idea of what i'm talking about with the way the time inversion works and how he incorporates that into action scenes whether it be a hand-to-hand fight a car chase uh a huge military shootout right there's just so many aspects here that are technically technically amazing like i i I am I'm aping what several other people have already sent on video reviews, but I when this movie comes out on 4K, I hope to God it has like 10 hours of behind the scenes. <laughs> I want to see all the. Don't usually have that they though, don't. Either. They don't. I'm hoping that for this one, he has a lot of behind the scenes stuff, so we can just unless he's holding that stuff behind yeah. uh, to the vest, because people are speculating that Nolan's never done a like a sequel before outside of the Batman films. Obviously, like for any well, of that was because yeah. right, that's like a Special. proper. It's a it's a. DC property, right? But, you know, for this one, for Tenet, uh, people speculated that maybe he would do a sequel to this one just because, um, it, like, Inception, for being as crazy as Inception was... It was understandable. It, it had it had to be getting in an end, yeah. right, clearly. This one, definitely... I'm not going to say there's a cliffhanger, obviously, and I'm not going to be spoilers here, but it definitely leaves it open for more possibilities in this world to do more with the concept, right? So I would love for him to do a sequel, but like I, said, I, don't know, I don't know if that's... I don't know. Pixar didn't do sequels forever until recently <laughs> either, so... That's true. But yeah, so I'll, I'll just say like for anybody who was on the fence on this, I, I would say don't do yourself a favor. Don't read any reviews. Maybe don't even watch any <laughs> don't more. Don't even listen to this anymore. Well, 
No, I, I'm saying don't read like don't go on. Don't like I went on Rotten Tomatoes the the day the movie came out just because oh. I just wanted to see what the score was. At the time, the score was at 84. percent I'm not sure what it's at Worst now. Worst Nolan film ever. <laughs> but you know, I read some spoiler-free reviews just to see what people were, and everybody said you know it's 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 amazing, but it's convoluted. Um, it's definitely a theater experience, but um, you know maybe Nolan's like worst screenplay. Some people even said, and I'm like I really don't know because you couldn't understand it. Yeah, well again, like yeah, because. <laughs> I love films that challenge you. Uh, now, this one, obviously, it, 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 it the concepts that Nolan introduces, he tries to, I'm not going to say he dumbs it down, but he does try to make it understandable to the average person. He uses a lot of scientific jargon, but he tries to make it understandable to everybody. But my, like I said, my problem is the idea is just didn't have a lot of room to breathe in the second half because he was so concerned about propelling the plot forward, mm-hmm. which was great. I love the plot. But again, I, I could have spent another hour in this in this world, definitely. Um, and I wouldn't have minded. I wonder if he should have had like a pre-movie thing, like an hour-long thing about inversion, no, not with the same people, but just kind of explaining the concept. Would that have helped? I just think it's cool how like in this film, when the inversion stuff does kick in, uh, like almost midway through the film, and, and it never lets up for the, to the for the rest of the film, it's it's amazing. It's something that I can't even explain. Even when I do spoilers next week, I won't even be able to explain it properly. I'm not going to do it justice. I'll just say seeing this stuff happen on the big screen is, in my opinion, a must-see. I'm going to get spoiled next week. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Well, unless you go to the movies with me and see it. <laughs> oh, man. But we're we're busy the whole time until next week. Mm. That's terrible. I'll have to close my ears. Yeah. Um, I won't say any more for now. I'll just say, like, again, if, if you have a chance to go see it in the next week or so or the upcoming long weekend, uh, by all means, please do go see it. I, think, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Don't go in expecting it to be, like... You're, gonna, you're not going to walk out being like, oh, wow, that was amazing. I got that. I totally understood from A, point to A to point B. It's like your brain back yeah. together. <laughs> no, yeah. You definitely go in expecting to be, you're gonna get, your mind's going to get screwed up for sure in a good way. But just go along for the ride. And I think it's honestly, it's kind of film that he, people, some people made a joke online that like Nolan made this film so, especially with the sound mixing, people say Nolan made this film so convoluted on purpose that you'd have to go back and see it a second time. That's how he gets more box office well, money. Well, I, I think that <laughs> a lot of movies are made that way nowadays, yeah. but that's fine. I don't I'm, know. I'm okay with movies that make you think. You, I'm just saying you never see, like there's definitely lots of movies out there that play with sci-fi concepts that play with amazing like twists and turns and yep. that make, but nothing on a level like this. Like for, n- nobody but Nolan could get a budget to do the stuff that he does in this film, right? <laughs> What's studio would say we'll give you 300 million dollars and make this crazy sci-fi story that no one's gonna understand the first time through they do don't because they know they'll make their money back still if not more so yeah it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite film going experiences in the past decade probably i put it up there with like mission impossible fallout or mad max fury road and that's or... not just because you haven't been to the theaters no no i'm just saying for the movie just the movie on its own okay. merits is was an amazing experience that i would have if there was if i had gone to like a seven o'clock showing and i got out of the theater i would have gotten line by another ticket and went right back in for 10 30 <laughs> that's what i would have done <laughs> probably didn't so, take the day off and yeah. <laughs> sleep it off and go back yeah no it 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 made me remember why i love movies so much it's the that's biggest good. praise i can that's give it great. yeah that's a great selling feature mm-hmm. to me yeah. now i'm sorry <laughs> oh well yeah yeah buckle up next week people if we're gonna spend there's gonna be no intro there's gonna be no apex and we'll oh, be no. it's gonna I be will do nothing it's then. gonna be at least half an hour of tennis no i'm gonna start a new game and talk all about it <laughs> <laughs> this will be the week uh-huh. okay well uh let's have anything else you want to uh, say I'm, i think we'll wrap it up no i am notes? excited for americans to get to see it and mm-hmm. see what they think of it and so they can listen to you ramble on about it next week. <laughs> ah. Okay. Well, 
Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Like I said, hope you were entertained. Hope I hope I if if any of you were on the fence, I hope I persuaded you to go see it. I hope that. Um, and again, if if I don't I don't criticize anybody who doesn't like the film. If you don't like the film, that's fine. I'm not going to say everybody has to love this film. There are going to be some people that don't like it because some people just want to have plots spoon fed to them, or or even I can understand people's complaints by not hearing some of the dialogue. That is very frustrating. Um, and in some ways, I, I do you know wish that I could have understood certain things more. But it makes me wonder if like I know the theater here they have those machines that um, people that are hard of hearing they do have it available. They do. I, can you just ask for that, or do you have to prove? It's it's a special showing. No, I don't think you have to prove anything. Okay. I think you, it's only for certain showings, though, right? Oh, okay. Maybe they're probably daytime ones or something. It is usually daytime ones, but okay. yeah, yeah, you're right. She's referring to like a closed capturing device yes. you can have at your seat. That yeah, yeah. Because I've seen people use them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, because that would make it a lot better for some yeah. people. But no, I don't know. For me, that's part of the. And again, the reason why. I think Nolan makes the sound the way he does in some of these films because he wants the viewer to be really invested in the film. He doesn't want them to just sit back and be like, oh, I missed five minutes of dialogue. It doesn't matter. I'll just... Oh, it, it matters. Oh, it matters. Everything <laughs> in a Nolan film matters. He, does, he, he, he doesn't is, put a he can is the, in the corner of the film, in the corner of the frame no, for no reason. He is the king of foreshadowing. Yeah. I can't tell how many of his movies... Uh, an actor will say one line the first time it's the movie, and that line will come back again two more times in the, in the towards the end of the movie. Where you're like, oh, that, yeah, it's he's like said. Knives Out, except it made it Knives Out really boring because I knew <laughs> it was happening. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, oh man, I want to go see it again. <laughs> mm. Come on. Oh, I have no babysitter this weekend. This is the worst bring weekend. The, bring the boy. No, we're not bringing the boy. That's three people, Tyler. <laughs> oh, that's true. Dang it. Dang COVID. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back again next week with Ghibli, Tenet spoilers, and probably not much else. Maybe I'll play Last of Us 2 again. I don't know. No, you won't. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody, and stay safe out there. Bye. Bye.